Hello. Hi. Hey, it's a bonus episode. Yeah, a little bit more chill. We're yeah. not we're not yelling at you today. Uh, not yet. Not yet, at least. Um, we might later on. Yeah, I don't know if uh, this is going to have a theme or anything, but uh, yeah, no, I don't think just just a true neutral bonus episode. Yeah. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, a TV series that is very near and dear to both of our hearts, oh, honestly. So close. Um, Futurama. I suppose it's probably near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Oh, yes. I feel like there's a, a whole generation of us out there that are just like, like this is like a one couple of generations now. Yeah, this is one of the greatest shows of all time, and Absolutely. I'm not afraid to say that and to have that opinion. I don't think I'll get very much backlash from that opinion. I don't nope. think that's a hot take at all. Nope. This is one of the greatest shows of all time. Absolutely. Futurama is fucking amazing, animated or otherwise. It's, it's so great. good. Yeah, it's so good. It it ranks up in the echelons with shows like House yeah. for me. Like yeah. shows like House and Monty Python's Flying Circus. Monty Python's Flying Circus. Law and Order, SVU. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking uh, do uh, that that oh that limited run war series it was really really good. Band of Brothers. Oh, I never watched that. Ah. Never watched that. Yeah, really fucking good. But same level as Futurama for me. Yeah, yeah. Because Futurama's fucking it's really amazing. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to sit down and talk about that for a while, because yeah. we really, really, really like it. We really, 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 really want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> want to talk about Futurama? No. <laughs> you stop, please. <laughs> I was trying not to feed into it, and you went there anyway. Yeah, I, I saw I wasn't. I saw I wasn't gonna get any help, so I just went for it. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what made you? What made you start? Like, because we're gonna talk about all kinds of Futurama stuff, but like, what's what's your personal relationship with the show? Um. Well, see, so I originally. See, so. I think the first time I watched it was on, like, like basic cable when it was, like, first coming out. Yeah. Um, I don't think I saw, like, the premiere episode of it or anything. Like, I saw it later on, obviously. March 28th, 1999. I've got, I've got the Wikipedia page open. But um, I don't remember watching... Like, I, I remember watching it very early on, like, in the first season on TV. And really enjoying it. Um... And and then it got canceled. What four seasons in? Yeah, it yeah. was uh, the season four finale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is not off. I want to show you this right now. Um, mm-hmm. The season four finale was the devil's hands or idle playthings, which was the episode where he switches his. I was showing Derek the screen because I knew that offhand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, isn't that the episode where him and the devil Fry and the devil switch hands? Yes. yes, that's a very good episode. I want my hand. Back. <laughs> um, it's it's very good, episode. very good. Um, uh, but and then I ended up, um, my friend, like years later, like having watched it through, you know, it being canceled and brought back, and then the movies happened. Um, my, f- and then and then it went back as a series for what was it? The last one more season, or, or was it two more? Uh, after the movies. After the movies, it was a uh, technically four. Technically four. Yeah, there were four DVD volumes released. So yeah. Okay. Uh, six, seven, eight. No, six, seven, and eight. No, five, six, seven, eight. Sorry. So, f- 
Season five was the return. Mm-hmm. So I, I get confused because we'll we'll get into the volumes later, but um, yeah. and uh, I, I watched it all through that, and I really enjoyed it. And then later on, my friend had all of it on uh, his laptop, like every single season, all the movies, all just like in a file on his laptop. Yeah. And so for a long time, because he left his laptop at my house, and for a long, long time, like multiple like probably two years two and a half years something like that yeah if i turned my tv on so let me preface this real fast <laughs> i have a thing i do with tv series i've done Jesus. it partially with um south park too when it was up to i don't remember what season it was on but um, I have a thing where i will sit down and i will watch an entire tv series a few times just like straight through from episode one until the season finale of the final episode. Right. And um, and I'll leave it on for a while, and I'll watch it in order. Right. And then I'll sit down and actively watch a series completely backwards, from the last episode backwards to the first episode. Oh, and that's... I'll actively watch it that way and see how it is. Well, you have I... to, if you're doing that, you'd have to actively watch it that way because no streaming service or DVD has it set up to for you to watch it backwards. So I know. You have to pick the episodes that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did it in San Francisco with all the seasons of South Park that were out at the time. I actually sat down and on her Netflix or Hulu or whatever it was, I individually picked all the episodes and I went in backwards chronological order watching all of South Park and watch the animation get shittier and shittier as time goes on and the voices get weird. It was really interesting. It was really, really interesting. Um, But I did that. Exactly the same. Yeah. (laughs) I did that with Futurama as well. I actively sat down and watched it backwards. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, all I did was I would just put all of the episodes and movies in a queue and I'd hit random and I'd just (laughs) let it play. And I would put the entire list on repeat. So there was never an end to, right. like, it would just play all of Futurama, and it would just pick up random episodes, That's which, really oddly funny. enough, sometimes random would still put, like, episodes that were supposed to go next to each other next to each other. Mm. It was weird. It was almost always the ones that were, like, two-part episodes, too. Nice. They would, like, pair them up still. <laughs> um But it was really, it, and that's how I watched Futurama for the better part of two years, I would just turn on my TV, and Futurama, every episode and movie would play on random in the background of whatever I was doing. Hell yeah. So I've seen every episode, I I couldn't even begin to tell you how many times. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you, so, uh... My, my relationship yeah. with Futurama is playing deep Do and really long, so... I sound like that? <laughs> so I had more of a Clark Gable quality. <laughs> um... Oh, uh, my relationship with Futurama is long and deep. I, uh, my long last name is... Deep. Yes, I meant it that way. <laughs> my last name is Fry. F-R-Y, mm-hmm. just like Fry in the show. So, the second I saw that this was a character on a show, I was like, oh my god, that's my name! Right? <laughs> He's, the, like, the main character. So, uh, like, that's always been something that made me feel ultra-connected to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, it's... Sci-fi nonsense with some, uh, like, really emotional honesty in there, and it's just, uh, like, the animation is so ahead of its time, they use 3D so well, and, like, they didn't overuse it when they had, when they did use it, and, like, oh, 
God, the, the technical All the characters they cast, like, all the people they cast as other characters yeah. fit so oh, well. so, it was all so perfect. Even guest stars were so perfectly, like, like Lucy Liu fit perfectly into 3,000, the year 3,000. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Which is great. I love Lucy Liu. <laughs> Lucy yeah. Liu's amazing. Yeah. She's so good. But uh, I uh, have watched every single episode of this show and like i went through a phase where i was just going to hastings rest in peace uh, um, I, oh now i'm sad <laughs> and buying just whatever i could get um off their used shelves because they had a great selection and um i'd get you know i found all four of the original seasons of futurama when i was like 19 like 10 years ago and so i just Pounded through all Nigh of on a decade ago. Yeah, and uh, let me see. It got a... Uh, 2010, so... Uh, that was when it was renewed for Comedy Central, so I would have still been in high school at that point. 2010. 12 years ago? Nope, I was 18. Was not in high school anymore. Yeah. Um, I might have been getting my GED or whatever, but I wasn't paying attention to TV very much at that point. But when I... I was almost 19. Yeah, when I got out of high school and was uh, just fucking around, um, I would just go and get DVDs, and when I found Futurama, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good show, and it's me. And, like, it's mm-hmm. not me, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, like Fry, like Fry! Like Fry, like Fry! <laughs> uh, oh, we're probably going to do that a lot. Oh, man, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, it, just, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> really stopped your brain there for a second. It really did. I got <laughs> caught up. I thought of the visual gag. I was like, uh, oh, man, and that's then good. I thought that's of my really favorite good. visual gags. Uh, any, anyway, uh, yeah, as, so as the DVDs came out for the later seasons, I bought them and devoured them as well and i watched them so many times through that i just started watching commentaries um and i've been watching commentaries on stuff for a long time Mm -hmm. but there's a commentary for every single episode of every single season of futurama including the movies Mm -hmm. there's an episode for all of it or a commentary for all of those episodes and sometimes uh especially for like the the um award-winning episodes or the award-nominated episodes they'll do a secondary animation specific commentary so it's just animators in there talking about cool stuff that's neat yeah um the one that comes to mind for that one is roswell that ends well they won an emmy for that episode and uh the animated uh the animators commentary for that one is really good that's cool yeah um but it's it's I love this show. I there's nothing about the math jokes. There's nothing about the uh, harsh humor. There's nothing about any of it that turns me off in any way. Mm-hmm. Every everything in this show is just about perfect. Fries his own grandpa, which is great. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. Oh, his poor gay grandpa who just died. <laughs> just died being rejected. That's sad to think about. I don't think he was being rejected. I think he rejected her. Uh, no, like... Oh, like, like he got... Well, Fry thought he was saving him. Yeah, that doesn't really... That's not a really good motive 
in all of history, actually. <laughs> what, thinking you're saving someone? Yeah, it doesn't actually end up being good in the long run. Most of the time. Most of the time. How do you figure most of the time? Missionaries. Yeah. (laughs) There, there, I just accounted for most of the time. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, yeah, that's my relationship with the show, and, uh, like, just starting, starting from season one. Okay, I'm gonna get into this at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) We shall start at the beginning. Oh, well, no, we're gonna get, we're gonna get over the volume thing at the beginning. The volume season thing. So, um, the first four seasons. Come out as seasons, I assume. As seasons. And as volumes, they were released as volumes, but those are the seasons that came out on TV like that, Mm -hmm. as far as I understand it. If you go to the, any streaming service, it might be different. Just, maybe. I remember that, like, Netflix put the movies together and called them a season. Yeah. In and of themselves. Yeah. Um, I think the places, way that they did it, it like Futurama had like ten seasons or something like that. Yeah, it's a total of eight seasons and four movies. That's that's the way that the DVDs were released. That's mm-hmm. the way everything else is lined out. So I just wanted four seasons canceled, brought back movies, mm-hmm. proper revival, four seasons. Yep. Okay. So long as we have that out of the way, that's just like a weird little timeline thing I feel is necessary. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, I wanted to say outright that uh, Phil Hartman, who I think we've talked about before on another episode at least. Probably. Tangentially. Um, was actually supposed to be... Um, uh, <laughs> Is that Brannigan? All right. Oh, my God. We got there. Yeah, we got was, there. That was so hard for me. I don't know why. <laughs> I fucking love Zap. Anyway, um, he was... Zap Brannigan was written and supposed to be for uh, Phil Hartman to do. Um, and uh, he was unfortunately uh, killed before he was able to do that. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right, then. Yeah. He even... Um, Despite having the role written for him, he insisted on auditioning for the part and quote-unquote nailed it. <laughs> so it's just a... That's just another sad thing we lost when we lost Phil Hartman. Rest in peace. I just shout out the sad bit right at the top. Right. Yeah. Get it out of the way. Uh, he ended up being voiced by, as you know, Billy West. Yes, indeed. Who voiced many characters on this show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, is a huge... Huge inspiration for me. I love all of all of the things he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Where do you want to start with this? I mean, I don't know. We, we didn't really go into this with any sort of structure. We could mm-hmm. just talk about, like, individual things that we liked about it, make call-outs or something like that. Ken Keeler. Which is 
A writer. Okay. A writer and executive producer. I uh, know that quite a few of the writers had PhDs, which is really cool, which is yeah. why we get a lot of the super smart jokes. Yeah, the the, uh, the writing staff here, it's right here. The writing staff held uh, three PhDs, seven master's degrees, and cumulatively had more than 50 years at Harvard University. See? So a group of very learned and funny people writing a show, which yeah. is really cool. That's uh, that is actually one of my very favorite parts of this. And Ken Keeler was one of those PhDs and one of those master's degrees. Um, he uh, is just an impressively smart gentleman, and he wrote some of your very favorite episodes. Like mm-hmm. I like guaranteed uh, because they were the award winning ones. They were the ones that everybody talks about because they're fucking fascinating because he's just an amazing writer and I just wanted to give him a shout out right off the to bat. To be fair, the only episode that people really talk about is the dog episode. <sighs> I'm honestly not sure off the top of my head who wrote that. <laughs> That's every time. It's always that episode. Yeah, it's it really is. It gets brought up so very much. Um... But somebody who doesn't get brought up, and I want to give a shout-out right at the top as well, is David Herman. Mm-hmm. And David Herman is every background voice. <laughs> every background voice that you don't recognize as Billy West, Katie Seagal, or John DiMaggio is David Herman. David Herman does all those side characters. All the 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 dude bros, all the... Um, fuck. Everyone. Yeah, he, he does everyone. He does so many Except people. the girls, probably. Uh, Scruffy, Roberto, Mayor Poopenmeyer, Dr. Ogden Words from Taronga Morris, Larry. Yeah. Like, that's just the list they can fit right here. He just, he does everybody who's not a main character. He's, and some of those voices are so incredibly distinct mm-hmm. that you could never, ever guess. Like, Wernstrom like, has a very distinct voice, and what was the first one you said? Scruffy. Scruffy. Yeah, Scruffy's one of my favorites. Roberto? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Mayor Poopenmeyer? Those are all really yeah. different voices right Turn there. Turn a regular board into a dabbing board. Nope. <laughs> 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 but, uh... Scruffy's gonna die the way he lived. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But uh, David Herman is, I wanted to shout him out specifically because all these other people have social media presence. Like, look at the... What's all this? He doesn't even have a picture on the Wikipedia page. Right. He is a a recluse. I don't know. He just doesn't, he doesn't like the attention, but he's so fucking talented. (laughs) And I, I just feel like I need to point him out because people should look at his work. Maybe don't bother him because he doesn't seem like he wants that. But look at his work and, like, mm-hmm. really appreciate how good it is because he's fucking amazing. <laughs> What's that on the screen? Sorry, I was eating a can of beans and looking at porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a joke they wouldn't have gotten away with until they got on Comedy Central. Oh, it was so fun. <laughs> that, I love Scruffy. That one caught me off guard because it just said porn. <laughs> Scruffy believes in this company. <laughs> But, uh, of course, uh, Maurice LaMarche and John DiMaggio mm-hmm. are, are well-known, amazing people. Trust McNeil, I think, has retired now, which is upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah. Yeah, she's amazing as well. Um, Katie Lauren Seagal. Tom, uh, yeah, Katie Seagal does Leela. Um, yeah. Obviously. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Phil Lamar does a fuck ton, and he's really good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Frank Welker. If you don't know who Frank Welker is, just please look him up. I don't know who Frank Welker is. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, Frank Welker is every animal noise you've ever heard in any cartoon. Okay. He is incredible. Like, he could do a flock of geese. Which one of them did the robot that makes all the noises? The the sound effects guy that was in uh, the th- police was, training that, academy? That was, that, was, that was Phil Lamar. That was Phil Lamar. That was Phil Lamar doing a parody of the, the, the guy from Police Academy. Yeah, the guy yeah. from Police Academy. Also Spaceballs. Yeah. Also some... Yeah. Sir, we've been jammed. <laughs> Classic movie. You know, I man, ha- you got the fleeps? You got the bleeps? Stop it, I've got Mel Brooks on the list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Frank Welker, please just take some time and look at just his IMDb um, filmography. It's an incredible list, and he is just like, like the way Billy West, an amazing voice actor. Like everybody knows Billy West, he's fucking top of the line, top tier, A list voice actor. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, still C-list celebrity, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. It shouldn't be, but TV does not hold a candle to the silver screen, apparently. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Billy West is so much more talented and than poor like internet. Chris Pratt. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I also feel bad for, like, the, the internet content creators, because some of them have more talent in their little fingers than oh, these fucking goodness. movie execs. And a, a YouTube star is, like, basically the scum of the earth as far as movie execs are concerned. Like, they're the it's fucking ups- bottom... It's upsetting. They do so much work. They do, and they're really, really fucking talented. Yeah, but... Billy West deserves a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame if he doesn't have one. He's an amazing person, and the way he gushes about Frank Welker is something to hear. Like, apparently Frank Welker can do a cat and a dog fighting. <laughs> like, at once. <laughs> like, he's just... He's an incredibly talented dude, so shout out to all of those. I don't even know how to begin to try to make those noises. I, I know. <laughs> I know. No one does. That's why he's the main guy. Um, uh, special shout out to... Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. I forgot his name. Um, D. Bradley Baker, who is probably going to be known as the, the Frank Welker of... Well, after Frank Welker dies. <laughs> Frank Walker's been doing it for a minute. Um, uh, the, the opening sequence. Do you have a favorite opening gag? Um, because as I, viewers may know, or as listeners may know, fuck. they it changes. The the line changes every time, and I do, and I do, and I can't remember it now. Oh God, there are so many. To give you a little bit of time. Um, the the opening where they did the live action thing, yeah that was really good yeah that's a really good one yeah. and uh my favorite without a doubt is uh it's better than a kick in the teeth um there was one it's not the one where there's there's one where it says you can't prove it won't happen. Uh, I was just gonna say that one. That's one of my. There's one too. that's very similar to that, but it is not that one that <laughs> that I had. It's my favorite, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. <laughs> but it, it's along the same kind of vein as you can't prove it won't happen. 
Yeah. That's, yeah. That's really good. Which is, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, if you don't watch, we will. Yeah. Uh, you have a, a special, like, a favorite episode at all? Like, what? what's your personal favorite mm, episode? Do you have an answer for this? Because I could use a second to think about it. Um, I guess... Uh, no, okay, so we'll we'll do a, a favorite movie next. I was going to say do movies count as episodes, but no, we'll do movies separate. Well, we can do movies first, because I can think of that. Yeah, yeah, that's an easy one. That's 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 an easy easy one. My favorite movie is Bender's Big Score. Oh, or no, Bender's Game. Sorry, Bender's Game. Yeah, I not knew. Bender's uh, Big Score. I, like, yeah, that's what I thought you were gonna say. Mine is Bender's Big Score. Is it? Yeah, yeah. The, the first movie back, like that was just that felt so right. It felt so good to see him back. It felt like we're back, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it really did. It did have that. It it was good. I do like it. I don't. I, I just. There was something about Bender's game. I love... Because it, me and my fantasy settings and stuff like that. And they went full D&D with it. Like, the kids were playing D&D, like, the whole time. And then they go off into the war. Yeah. Like, and the whole thing worked so well for me. And I loved it. It was just real good. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Jurassic Bark is the name of the Seymour episode. Oh, yeah. That's real... That's the saddest episode. Yeah. Like, that is, like, far and away the saddest episode. My least favorite movie, Beast with a Billion Backs. It's yeah? kind of a terrible actual movie, oh. like, honestly. I don't, I don't know about that. They won an Annie. I did not like it. I, I, I still, it's the one where, like, if Beast with a Billion Backs comes on, I'm like, oh, cool, I don't have to pay attention to the TV for the next hour. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, I, where no fan has gone before the Star Trek episode... Yeah, that's a good one. The, the one where they all are on the one planet. Yeah. Yeah, with the Yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh yeah. I love anytime Fry gets to show off that he's <laughs> not an idiot. Yeah, he he paid attention to something. Yeah, and his extensive knowledge of Star Trek is thoroughly impressive. Yeah. <laughs> you like as a as a Trek fan myself. The problem is is I never picked a side. I like both Star Wars and Star Trek. And so, I don't have extensive knowledge of either. I have base knowledge of both. Ah. Uh, yeah, see, I, um... I definitely picked, uh... Star Wars. So, I've got an extreme knowledge of Star Wars. And a base knowledge of Star Trek. Because I, I found it later. But Star Trek, um, I would argue is objectively better. I don't know about that. I guess... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, as as far as uh, I think there's an argument to be made there, but I think that's an episode for a different day. That's fair. Star Wars versus Star Trek. We'll put it on the list. Yeah, we'll bring Ian over for that one. Oh, He'll okay. have some shit to say. Yeah, I gotta just list of the episodes now. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> um, oh man, I can pick a favorite from every season at this point. Yeah, but no, I want one one favorite. Mm. Okay, uh, okay, alright, the, the fucking pad. <laughs> what? Pad. Uh, Which episode is that vamp. one? Vamp. Vamp, oh, yeah, okay, see, you say vamp and I understand what you mean, I don't know what pad means. 
the fuck are you talking about? You want fucking takeout or some shit? Like, I don't fucking know, man. Come on. Uh, fuck around. You have a favorite guest voice actor? Um, Somebody that was like, oh, that's, that was fun to hear. Um, not re- I, I spend most of my time listening to John DiMaggio, so I don't... <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't really... I think season three's my favorite, if that helps you at all. How many guest voice actors? I only really remember Lucy Liu. <laughs> so I guess Lucy Liu! <laughs> because that's the only real guest voice actor that I, I particularly remember. Alright. I mean, the Beastie Boys were in an episode. That is true. <laughs> they were. They were. Beck was in an episode? He also was. Yes. You're right. You're right. I didn't remember that until you said it, though. But I remember that Lucy Liu was. So I also said that earlier. Oh, The Luck of the Fryrish, really good. Parasites Lost? Yeah, season three is definitely my favorite season for all the episodes it has. Um, Insane in the mainframe? Mm. I'm not going to know them by episode name at all. I Because I didn't watch them that way. Luck of the Fryrish is Fry's brother episode. Okay, yep. With, Yan- uh, yep. with Yancey and yep. stealing his name and whatnot. Um yeah, uh, that's Lobstertainment is the, the one where um, uh, Zoidberg's broke actor uncle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to emote more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, I need something going on in the background. <laughs> Throw a pie. Throw a pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that movie, to be, like, completely honest with you, if I saw that movie. Just background actors running back and forth, throwing pies for no reason. Doing, like, the Ministry of Silly Walks in the background, like, yeah, dude. Some, like, super serious shit going on in the forefront about, like, the president's son, who's the vice president, which is probably illegal, but I don't know, taking over, like... Oh my god, that whole movie, I would be enthralled the entire time. <laughs> You're like, this man is a genius. Yeah. This is the best movie ever fucking made. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you not agree? Yeah, it would be really funny. It would be a really, it would be, it would be like, it would be like Kung Pao funny. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking as well, yeah. so. Uh, insane in the mainframe, that's the one where, uh, they both go to the robot insane asylum. Oh, that's a good episode. Yeah, I really love that one. Um, uh, oh, Godfellas is amazing, but I think my very favorite is probably a Pharaoh to remember. Oh, that's a good one. Remember me, <sighs> remember me. Um, <laughs> but uh. Call out the 300 big boys in the Farnsworth Parabox from season four, too. Uh, yeah, so the I assume the Farnsworth Parabox is the one about the box that goes into the other universe. Yep, yep. That is the my... interdimensional That's boxes. my funny favorite. Uh, um, it's... The box says no. <laughs> it's, it's real good. It's, uh, it's really funny. Um, but my 300 big boys is the 300 cups of coffee episode where they all. Uh, get, yeah, that's a really good one. Um, either either that one for my funny episode or my funny episode is uh, when Nixon becomes robot Nixon 
<laughs> and like becomes president again or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he gets the feed dra- your head. <laughs> Meeting you halfway, you stupid hippies. <laughs> um, my favorite serious theme episode though is actually uh the one where Hermes and Bender go to find out like like Bender's got the oh. league or whatever and they go Inspector to find Inspector number five. Yeah. That's yeah, such let's, a let's good see, episode. Uh, lethal inspection. It's such a good episode. episode. The yeah. the whole way through I absolutely loved that episode. Yeah. Uh you know it's Luck of the Friars probably gets my uh you're serious. My, my serious episode. Or, um, oh, oh, there's there's one uh, uh, serious note because it specifically affects this episode is uh, that I lost my mom from cancer. And there's an episode where he gets to talk to his mom one last time in his dream. Mm-hmm. Man, that's fucking hard for me to watch. Yeah, why... Um, my ex-fiance actually had a hard time. Anytime the episode where uh, Fry gets stung by the space bee... Oh, the sting. And, That's just called the sting. Um, she couldn't watch that episode because of at the end where Leela's, like, crying at the hospital bed, like, asking him to wake up or whatever. She did that when her mom passed. Oh, no. And so, like, she... Every time that episode came on, we had to change the episode because she couldn't watch that episode. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to say one episode that always stuck out to me from the later seasons that's not... um, Well, the later seasons, I will say this right now, aren't as good. They aren't as... Well, season five, coming back, I think was good. Season five, coming back, was good. Was real good. And then season six was a little less good, but it was still good. It was still Futurama, you know? Right. However, it's after that where, like, you kind of start to lose a little bit of interest. Season seven had some good episodes. It had some bad episodes. The last season, I felt like it was just... it's, It's kind of a forgettable season until the very last two episodes, which are really good i i will say that the the first episode of that season uh 40 percent lead belly where the benders becomes a blues oh guitarist yeah. is uh one of my favorites from the later season it's like that one and calculon anytime there's a calculon specific episode i'm down mm-hmm. calculon is one of my very favorite characters i have not made that clear i don't think but i, just, I love it's real good when they bring him back to from the like he dies and then they bring him back from the dead and then everyone he realizes everyone hates him and then yeah. he's like why did you bring me back i was i thought everyone loved me i was so happy <laughs> now i'm sad <laughs> like, fucking suck i am not a happy person anymore. <laughs> he was so cocky before yeah i i yeah, I love... Yeah. I love that there's, like, three versions of William Shatner in this show. <laughs> you get... Yeah. You get the Captain Kirk William Shatner in, uh... God, now I can't remember his name. Zap Brannigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Lord. Yeah. You get, uh, actor William Shatner with Champagne. Calco on. <laughs> it's pronounced Champagne. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh God! No! 
And then you get actual William Shatner. <laughs> yeah, actual William Shatner, Like, yeah. for real William Shatner, who I just remembered was a guest star, along with the entire Star Trek <laughs> cast, which we said earlier. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really interesting that they were, like, and able to do that. Like a, like, a trifold of, like, different William Shatners. That's interesting to me. I think that's cool. Yeah, that's fun. It's, it is fun. That's fun. Especially considering the fact that, that only way. one of them is actually Will Shatner. <laughs> so. The Shatner Triforce. Yeah. Um, another episode I wanted to call out, because I get to call out uh, another somebody that is, I didn't say during the voice actors, um, the Thief of Baghead, which is the one with the actor with the bag on his head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like... Specifically, the animation in that episode with yeah. the souls leave and like I I really like the the premise of that episode. The premise of that his alien in particular, yeah. how it's like the fungus and there's like the it's like a a Freudian fungus. Yeah, <laughs> like there's the ego and the self and like the ego like, and the id. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it was real good. It was uh, I yeah. liked the whole premise of that. I really like that one and um. It, the Baghead guy was played by Maurice LaMarche, who does a lot of other voices in the show. Um, he does Kiff Croker. He does uh, Calculon. He does... Uh, I'm going to scroll back up so I can give you an actual list, because he's, he's really good. And if you hear his voice, he's uh, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Okay. Um, uh, Hedonism Bot, Dr. Perceptron, uh, Morbo, and Lur. Um, fun fact about Lur and the voice acting with him is, um... Ruler of the planet Omicron Percy I hate! Oh, uh, sorry, Morbo. Uh, fun fact with Morbo. Lur is also fantastic. Similar voice registry. <laughs> um, but, uh, fun fact with Morbo. I'm glad you said that because I would have gone through with this whole fact with the wrong name. <laughs> um, but the first episode they did with Morbo, um, they were like, okay, yeah, uh, do it kind of like this, and then he did what they thought they wanted, and they were like, oh, yeah, that's good, and then they pitched it down to where they thought, like, oh, no, human could get it this low, like, we didn't, we didn't ask him, because, like, mm-hmm. he couldn't go that low, no one can, and then, uh, he heard it, and he was like, why didn't you just ask me, and he did it, <laughs> he fucking just pitched it down to where they thought it was inhuman. <laughs> and I, that's just one of my favorite things. That's awesome. Maurice that's really LaMarche cool. is really talented and um, does does stuff like uh, a lot not of only voice all actors of this. are crazy talented. Yeah. But he does stuff like Lexus commercials too. Like he's mm-hmm. he's getting banked for his voice right now. It's or, like uh, he was at least in the mid two thousands when the commentaries were happening. Can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but you know the uh, Hermes. Yeah, uh, Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar, I thought so. Whatever. Um, he also uh, is Samurai Jack. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. He also died in the back of a car in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pink mist <Pink> everywhere. <laughs> Such a good scene. So. Um... I should say that Matt Groening and Stephen S. Cohen created the series. Uh, you'll see his name is Stephen X. Cohen on all of the title cards and stuff, and that's because there's already a Stephen S. Cohen in the Writers Guild. <laughs> hey, just jumping in to say that that's uh, David S. Cohen, not, not Stephen. Don't know why I did that. <laughs> that's a fun fact as well. 
Uh, that's a fun fact to me. It's probably boring to a lot of people. I didn't know there was a writer's guild, so. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I didn't know we had guilds in real life. What are we in, like, medieval fantasy setting? No, Because that a, would be cool. Where's the dragons? I'm there's, down. There's Let's... a screen actor's guild and a writer's guild. Screenwriter's guild. Nope, nope, nothing. Okay. Uh, these are all real things. Cool. The more you know. <laughs> knowledge is power. So, uh, yeah, as far as, I don't know, the sh- this show is just an amazing thing. It really is. It's real good. Uh, it was, there was an unfortunate kind of lapse in, in something for like the, the last bit. Yeah. But I, I, I think part of it was just they didn't have the time or budget that they used to have. Um, one thing that I know affected my viewing of the series was uh, Christopher Thing, Christopher Thing, Christopher Ting, the composer for the series, um, no longer had a full orchestra. Yeah. Uh, he had a very limited budget compared to what he used to have. Oof. And so, uh, like, the musical stings you used to hear in the first few seasons and, like, the movies were really, really toned down. And um, I think part of that made it feel um, repetitious in a way that was uh, not really perceptible, Mm -hmm. but notable. Yeah. Yeah. Um I personally think that's a big part of it. And it's nobody's fault. It's just like literally they didn't have the variety of sound that they should have had. Yeah. I mean, these things happen. It kind of sucks. But like when you know that your show is winding down, obviously they're going to give you less budget for it because they know it's going to end. Well, yeah, but like that, that's no, the, they had less budget because they got revived by Comedy Central. Fox had a much big, bigger budget for them. Mm-hmm. And when Comedy Central revived them, they got the chance to go back on the air, but it was... Which they should have just been moved to FX, but whatever. <laughs> I don't think FX existed at that time, actually. Uh, might not have. Um, well, Sunny came out in 2005, and it came out on FX. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, should we do, like... We've talked about our favorite episodes. We should probably talk about the end a little bit. Yeah, maybe a least favorite episode? Do you have a least favorite off the top of your head? Oh, a least favorite episode. That's a lot harder than... Hmm, do you, can you, do you have one? I might need a second. Um, I don't know. There's, uh, yeah, there's quite a few in the last ones that I just, like, didn't... Uh, fry him the Eggman, where he has the the acid spitting thing they have to take back to the planet. Oh yeah, I didn't really like that episode so much. Uh, <laughs> One small aquaria of whiskey, please. Yeah, that was the best joke in the episode right there, <laughs> and the, and the callback to it, which is what they did at the end. Yeah, they they knew what they were doing there. They always know what they're doing. They're very smart. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, like, there's a lot of episodes that are just not as good as the award-winning episodes for 
I mean, that just happens. But, yeah. Um, oh, T- 2D Blacktop, the one where the professor's a street racer. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, the, the Mobius strip was the best joke in that episode. Yeah. Because uh, that's, that's funny, but most of that episode was just like, I don't... I think maybe the iPhone episode. Uh, or Assy Come Home, the where Bender has to get his ass. Yeah, back. that was a weird episode. Yeah, I, like, I, I get it. Like, it's supposed to be emotional for Bender to get his ass back. But, like, the way they... It was just weird. Bender goes through a lot of weird emotional things. The episode where he gets addicted to jacking in. Yeah, but that, that that's like a legitimate drug parody like it is uh, like he uh, even anima- finds religion i, I, I could like, fucking watch the animations while he's uh <sighs> what did they call it jacked yeah well he's jacked i could watch those animations while he's dancing around in the colored screens for yeah hours well anytime they depict a crazy acid like drug trip that's always the go-to it's yeah. the the weird psychedelic 70s shit yeah. that's always the go-to I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's honestly quite a few episodes in the last few seasons that I'm just like, those aren't as good. Yeah, they're really just not. Then there are some episodes that are oh. really good, like the episode that uh, parody of The Thing, where they do the team building exercise, and the guy has the monster oh, as yeah. a partner that like yeah. eats them or whatever. Can turn into on the Planet Express. It's su- that's such a good episode. It's a almost it, it's a parody of the movie The Thing. Yeah, is what it is, and it's really fucking good. <laughs> uh, the butter junk effect was hit or miss, but I like as far as the later episodes go, I like that where they uh are they flying did, around, yeah, uh, doing the butterfly derbies. Yeah, that that was a pretty good episode. And uh, they get all hopped up on the steroid drug or whatever. Yeah, and the the finale episodes for the seasons where they uh. Like the Futurama Holiday Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of Christmas episodes. Reincarnation, where they did the... Uh, oh, they brought everyone back with the, the, the stem... The vat of stem cells the professor had after the the ship crashed. No, The first episode of season four, right? No, no. Uh, or re- season five, I mean. No, the, the different animation style episodes. Where it oh. was like an anime and then an old style Yeah, cartoon. that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and then like Naturama where they did the nature documentary. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, but yeah, you want to talk about the end? Uh, yeah, I mean, if if that is, I feel like that's how we wind down the, the thing is we get closer to the end. Yeah. Well, the end is called Meanwhile. Meanwhile, well, not the end to end, because I feel like we need to talk Zoidberg, who, once again, we have failed to talk about... Stenchability. Oh, poor Zoidberg. We failed to talk about very much. (laughs) (laughs) Which is unintentional, but it's kind of indicative of his character. It's funny. It's really funny. We've talked about Scruffy more than we've talked about Zoidberg. Um, Zoidberg has some really good episodes. He does. Like his mating episodes. His mating episodes. (laughs) Crawl? I've heard that before. Leela's <laughs> <laughs> all like, why Why is this Zoidberg attracting you? What is Bender? He's like, he's a loser on Earth and he's a loser here. 
No. There's, there's a lot of good jokes with Lightberg. There is. There's. Uh, I love when. Wow, is it that in Bender's Big Score when Zoidberg gets rich, and he has like the the whole song and dance about mm. the the lobster, and he's hanging out in the in the hot tub or whatever. No, and, no, that's in one of these later episodes. That's uh, a real good episode. Yeah, that's that's a. Uh... Oh. And the mafia throws the bag of money into the into yeah. the dumpster, and then he gets rich. I love that episode. That's such a good episode. Oh. I was actually gonna call that out as one of my favorites, but I thought it was a movie. No, that's 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 um, where he goes to Vegas and has a suit made of cash. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, oh big New, hit, New lobster. Viva Mars Vegas. Viva Mars Vegas. It's episode 12 of... Oh, fucking... This is... Season 7, maybe? Uh, uh, so, they have all of these split up. They have the movies listed as season 5. That sounds like how Netflix did it. Uh, yeah, season 5 is the movies, and then they have season 6, part 1 and 2, season 7, part 1 and 2. <laughs> these are different seasons. These are four seasons. Season... Five after the movies, because those are not a season. Season six, season seven, season eight. I know why they were released in part one and part two, because in Comedy Central, that's how they were, um, like, contracted out, basically. Mm-hmm. Is they were contracted out for uh, 26 episodes, 13 episodes per chunk. Uh, and so they were contracted out in part one and part two for their contracts but they were still released as individual dvds it should count as a season yeah so yeah they should have released them by that but i I don't know why they have them listed so differently so everywhere something 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 tv contract clause something something we're not lawyers something (laughs) something i don't know either yeah um (coughs) so yeah it's a that's those those are how the seasons ended up. Um, oh my god, I forgot about this. They just have a little like extra things in here. And everybody loves Hypnotoad. It was a special feature. Yeah. <laughs> on uh, Bender's Big Score, it's yeah. twenty two minute episode of Everybody Loves Hypnotoad, and oh it just oh my god, it's just Hypnotoad on the screen. Yeah, it's uh, it's everybody loves Hypnotoad. <laughs> For 22 minutes? Yeah. Are there commercial breaks? Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> yeah, oh, I've, got, so I've got that episode. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so... That's, um, that's the thing that happened. Uh, do we want to talk about the end? Uh, yeah, I think first, like, as I said, we need to talk about Zoidberg's episode. Because of somehow we've managed to not really talk about Zoidberg, even though he's an amazing Lobster Man character. He is. And a perfect caricature of how you should represent Jewish people if you want to be <laughs> funny and yet still give them some proper respect. <laughs> um, that's fair. That's a fair statement. <clears throat> If you want to be a, st- if you want to make a character that's a stereotypical Jewish person, make them properly PC and still make them funny. Look at Zoidberg as a character. It's uh, okay. I mean, that's that's a fair call to a degree. Not his uncle or whatever, but him. <laughs> yeah, uh, Zoidberg is fucking amazing. I love his. 
his overall ineptitude with human anatomy is hilarious, but, like... He yeah, oh, po- sorry, Dr. Zoidberg. Yeah, I've he, been being disrespectful. He's pointed out many times, and it's been pointed out in the series many times, that he's a... He's uh, an alien doctor, not a, a human doctor. He's an alien doctor. He knows about alien physiology really well. He can cut up an abominable snowman, no problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it comes to a human, he's like, are you a robot? Yeah. A robot? The professor says that to Fry, I think. Yeah. He's like, he's a he's an alien doctor. Your problem is that you're a human. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's pointed out several times. Ah. Very um, but in that episode, he finally finds love, which yes. was very good. I, it was such a nice ending to his character arc. Yeah. Like, it's forever one of my favorite episodes because it just... It's a very wholesome episode in a show that... G- always knows somehow just how to hit people right in the feels when they when it really wants to when it needs to hit that hit that these people these writers are so good at making you feel that not only the writers but the voice actors like it's just such a well put together show that they really know how to just make you feel some type of way and uh no discredit here because like um the uh the animation directors, specifically Frank Marino and Steven Sandoval, who uh, ran a lot of that later season, uh, and uh, Peter Avanzino, who ran the earlier seasons, like, those guys really, really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the animation direction is a whole nother beast. If you have ever looked into directing a movie or whatever, uh, look at animation direction different beasts mm-hmm. that's a whole nother level of you have to know everything that's going on like these guys do not get the credit they deserve I, there's a whole list of them to go through but like yeah uh Dwayne Carey Hill directed uh Bender's Game just just so you're aware okay um but like that's that's probably a name you've never heard or even thought nope. about yeah and don't know who that is. Yeah, he, he's the director of your favorite Futurama episode. Movie. Movie. <laughs> Four episodes. Um, yeah, I just thought it was, like, a very good end to his character arc. Yeah. Honestly, it, it, it fit really well. They did a good job with it. They, they, made it, they made it feel wholesome and in a way that you respected. Mm-hmm. It was real good. Yeah, um... Oh, I, you know why I like the episode 40% Lead Belly? Because it was written by Ken Keeler. You know why everybody in the world likes the episode Meanwhile? Because it was written by Ken Keeler. <laughs> Ken Keeler is the best writer on the staff, and I will argue that all day long. Who I'm wrote, sorry, who wrote the song else. about the dog? Who, who wrote Jurassic Bark? Uh, Jurassic Bark, let me go up a couple seasons here. I, I need to know. This literally the saddest episode of the show. Eric Hands Kaplan. down. Eric Kaplan. Eric Kaplan. Yeah, he wrote. You a write lot sad of- shit, Eric Kaplan. <laughs> it made me sad. I stand by the fact that I don't cry at movies and TV shows, and I didn't cry. That is the closest I've ever got to crying at a goddamn movie or TV show. That is the saddest shit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> he also wrote 300 Big Boys, if it makes you feel any better. That does make me feel a little better, but not much. Everyone almost dies in a fire in that movie, in that episode. <laughs> the only reason they're saved is because Fry breaks all of space and time by drinking 300 cups of coffee. <laughs> you you want to know what's funny? The only guest star you brought up, Lucy Liu, you wrote that episode. 
That is I interesting. Did, a robot. You also write good stuff, but that shit made me sad. With that dog, fuck you, man. <laughs> With that dog, man. Come on. <laughs> My feels, dude. Come on. Uh, another episode you quoted today? Crawl. Crawl. You wrote that episode. You quoted it first. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're the, right. But... That's one of your favorites to quote. You do that a lot. I did it at you because you do it at me all the time. <laughs> so he's written a lot of your favorites, at least a lot of your favorite bits. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, oh, and I, then I want to point out Rich Moore, who wrote, um, or didn't write, directed a lot of the earlier episodes, who went on to, um, work for Disney and direct, uh, Wreck It Ralph, or. Record Ralph breaks the internet. Record Ralph. I, period. Yeah, I don't know. Record never... Ralph is a really good movie. Record Ralph breaks the internet is okay. Yeah. But, I never watched either of them. No, but Richmore, like, he's a really talented guy who went on to do bigger things. Is what I'm saying. Like, That's cool. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Not that there's anything bigger than Futurama. No, obviously. Like he he got Disney money, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and that's good money. Yeah, that's good money. That mouse holds a lot of cash. So many caches. Um, (laughs) But then there's the last episode, which Mm. is such a good end to a series. It's such a good ending. It. The the premise of, like, him falling on the button and... Uh, spoilers. Whatever. If you haven't watched it, then fuck you. Um, if you didn't watch an episode from almost ten years ago... Yeah, then fuck 2013, you. 2013, Derek, is when this aired. That makes me feel very old. I, well, that's what I was looking for. Um... The, it's, it's such a good end because, it, like, the whole premise of him falling on the button and... Everything stops except for them. It, for whatever, it's just Fry and Leela. It's because they were, they were in the bubble. Th- they were in the bubble. Yeah, they were within the space. Yeah. Um, and I, I just loved it in the way like they went out and they lived and they traveled and they grew old together. And then the professor finally finds them at the very end of the episode, and they're all old and hunked over, and he's like. If you come back with me, then you'll be young again. But Wait. we'll go back, and you'll have you just live the same life over again. Yeah. Like it'll be exactly the same. And they decide to go with him and live the same life over. And it was just such a nice, wholesome, good way to end the series. Well, and it makes it feel so. Well, it makes it feel like when you start the first episode again, you're just going back with them. Yeah, yeah, you just go back with them, and you relive, like, the same, like, like you you make that decision as well. Like, Yeah. It's so nice. You want to go around again? Yeah. And uh, it was so good. And now that we've talked about that, now we have to address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that now they're making another season. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let me scroll up to the fucking paragraph about this because I am actually super unhappy about this. Like I am fairly because how do you fit in? There was that end. You don't. There's no way to write another season because it's supposed to just be their life on a loop now. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. Is it's it's on a loop at this moment. Like so, how do you break that and write another season? That doesn't make unless you're just retconning the entire perfect ending uh, of a goddamn great show. Yeah, because uh, they've revi- Hulu has revived the series to the twenty episode order expected to premiere in twenty twenty three. Ten years later. 
A yeah. full decade later. Yeah. Uh, there was a bit of negotiation drama with John DiMaggio. Ooh, excuse me, John DiMaggio. I think he'd appreciate that burp. Yeah, uh, um, he almost didn't come back. He decided to ultimately, which I am happy about. You can't do Futurama without John DiMaggio. Yeah, it, and, like literally, I don't know what, like, you told me on an idea they had, and I thought about it, and I still, like, I think I would have been funny for a couple episodes, but, like, I still would have missed Yeah, Bender. for the record, the idea, the if in the event they couldn't get John DiMaggio, their idea was that they were going to bring in a different, different celebrity guest for each episode to play Bender instead of John DiMaggio. But not only that, if you lose John DiMaggio, you lose a lot of characters. Yeah. Uh, Randy. Randy. For, yeah, the first the one that popped into my mind yeah. is Randy. Randy? You been hanging out with Randy? <laughs> wow, we both... Right That there. was crazy. <laughs> Unplanned. That was impromptu as yep. fuck. Yep. I don't know how we both went to that quote, but there you are. And that's one from a later episode, so that's... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's also a really good episode. That's a that's a funny one. Yeah, but um, I don't know how I feel about it coming back at all. Honestly, like it doesn't need to. You don't need to do. Don't ruin things by doing this. Before they, we get too far past his negotiations, I do want to um, quote him in this because I think it's really important and it's something I kind of press for for all lines of work, as I've pointed out a couple of times. But uh, he said. Bender is a part of my soul, and nothing about this is meant to be disrespectful to the fans or my Futurama family. It's about self-respect, and honestly, it's about being tired of an industry that's become far too corporate and takes advantage of artists' time and talent. I wish I could give you every detail so you would understand, but it's not my place. Because industries like this especially treat people like voice actors who don't have, like, a huge fan reception who mm-hmm. don't have like uh like a whole lot of people to come to bat for them. Yeah. They will just pay them what they can get away with paying them when they mm-hmm. deserve so much more. People like like I well, another one comes to mind is probably H. John Benjamin. Yeah. Who is amazing and does well, it's mostly just his voice, but he do, does have voices when he needs to, and yeah. he has a very iconic voice yeah, himself. Yeah, at this point, yeah. H. John Benjamin is amazing, who, if you don't know, he's in Venture Bros. He is Archer from Archer. He's in... Yeah, Venture uh, Bros. was a fir- weird one to bring up first. He's Bob from Bob's Burgers. He's Bob from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Venture he's- Bros. is uh, where I think I first realized that he H. John Benjamin... And you know what's weird is I... He's knew Cerberus. him as he's in like two episodes. He's in more than that, and he's not just Cerberus. He's he, the wizard guy's master. Regardless, <laughs> um, the point is, is I actually recognized him. He lives in a closet. Uh, he lives in an inter. It, it's a different dimension. <laughs> the closet is a doorway. You're getting me off track here. I know it's funny. Um. I recognized him from uh, the Dimitri Martin show. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, the sketch show he did. Yeah, I don't uh, remember what it was. Uh, uh, yeah, not not Dimitri Martin's second show, but the, the first one he did, the sketch show. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, important things. Yes. Im- important things. That's, with, yeah. Yeah, with Dimitri Martin. Yeah. Yeah, that's that it. One. Yeah. 
I had already forgotten. He looked it up for me. Well, <laughs> we we took a break, and and I, my brain had literally already forgotten. I had to remember again. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, he he was in a few sketches of it. He was a uh, a part of a uh, bicycle pool, uh, bicycle loan sharks. Oh, okay, yeah. He was the other loan shark on the bicycle. That's fun. H. John Benjamin, and and I can made that connection. I was watching Venture Bros, and I was like. I know that voice. I know that voice. And then I realized that he was one of the the bicycle loan sharks. And then Archer, obviously. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Archer. Mm-hmm. I, I love that show. It's a, also one of my all-time favorite shows. Yeah, we'll probably go over that one at some point in time. But I'll have to watch the last, like, four seasons I haven't watched. Yeah, me also. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I never really watched a lot of Bob's Burgers. Oh, I, I really like Bob's Burgers. I could talk about that one all day. But, Their youngest um, daughter is my favorite character, I can say that. One thing Louise. I can tell you for sure is that H. Sean Benjamin is not in Futurama. No, he's not. No, no we, I got off track there. Yeah. I was just talking about other voice actors who yeah. I feel probably are not given what they deserve. Yeah. Uh, he did not get a raise. John DiMaggio did not. But what he did get was a lot of respect, he said. Yep. Which, you know, if, that, if he's happy with that, the more power to him. Yep. Good if, for him. If that's good but like i still feel like they deserve more respect in in their wallets now back to my point i don't feel like this needs to be made in the first place nope not at all let good things lie yep. like there's no reason to ruin this the same thing happened with arrested development another one of my a lot of shows and honestly like i i know i know you have a lot to say about this <laughs> but like i actually have a specific we're gonna do a bonus episode about this specific thing. Yeah. About not bringing shows back. About then I'll say it again. Yep. <laughs> yep. So let's 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 save that. Put that on the back burner. Save all that anger for the back burner. Righteous anger. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> you have to stifle it. Stifle, stifle, just, just for a bit. Ah! Put the lid on that steam, that steam kettle. Ah! <laughs> uh, uh, but the Futurama as oh, a whole. Oh, it's so good. It's one of my very I fucking love shows. this show. I, I actually have action figures. I've got an action figure of Calculon, um, uh, Captain Yesterday, which is Fry's, uh, superhero persona. As well as, I had Wooden Bender, but he's gotten broken, unfortunately. I mean, he's Wood. That's kind of part and parcel for his character yeah, at that it, point. It works out, uh, like, canonically, but uh, emotional, <laughs> emotionally for me, it's bad. Uh, his leg broke, like, broke off. Like, comes off, but it broke off. It, yeah. Bad times. Anyway, I, I want more action figures. Yeah. But... I have a couple. I've got Calculon, right. and that makes me happy. And I've got Captain Yesterday. Hell yeah. Not just fast, but from the past. Captain mm-hmm. Yesterday. <laughs> don't worry about getting copyright claim for that one. No. Hmm? Come at me, Fox. Oh, don't. Don't say that. <laughs> Fox, How are they gonna? Fox Entertainment is owned by Disney now, so they might. Yep. <laughs> I warned you. I done warned you. Look, we've talked a lot of shit about mutants already. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Disney probably doesn't like us very much. We kind of call them out a lot. Yeah. But if they took out everybody who called them out, well, 
I, I feel like they just wouldn't be up anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we still keep giving them money. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, we I, hate them, but they own our favorite things, and it's I just not fair. I pay for Disney Plus every month. It's just not fair. How dare you own our favorite things? <laughs> I don't want to give the mouse money, but I feel I, I have to to see what I like to see. Just bend over and better take it. Ho, ho. They own, like, the cool comic books. They own the fucking Star Wars. They don't own Batman. They don't own Batman. Not yet, at least. Dude, if Marvel bought DC... It would have to be Disney buying DC, because you can't... It would make a monopoly if they merged... Yeah. You can't have them merge, because there has to be another one. And all the other ones, like Dark Horse and stuff, are, like, good. Like, Dark Horse is, I'm pretty sure, the ones that write the Hellboy comics. Um, but they're not as, like, big name, like, as the two giants, as DC and Marvel. And if you merge DC and Marvel, then it kind of creates a, a power vacuum. It creates a monopoly. And that's not legal, yeah. So, yeah. what that would have to happen is, I guess, Disney would have to buy them and be parent company to both of them. That way, Disney just made money no matter what, but DC kept being DC and Marvel kept being Marvel. <laughs> right. But then they would both be able to use the mouse's deep, deep, deep pockets as funding for their movies and all other things. Yeah. Fair call. Uh, favorite quote to end on? Um, wow. Uh, there's so many. <laughs> well, I have a good way to end the episode, so I need you to think of one. With first. a dramatic pause! <laughs> no. Uh, so, if you liked this episode, let us know. If you didn't, let us know. Uh,. Futurama is one of our favorite shows of all time. And I'm going to end with this. If it takes a thousand summers, <laughs> I will wait for you. God damn you. Peace out.